The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It is seven minutes after eight. Thank you so much for tuning in to AM Live if you just join us. And if you've been with us all morning, thanks for staying with us. Now, last week on Wednesday, we were talking about the gender agenda. And uh, some SMSs came through, not one, not two, quite a few. And uh, they were saying that mothers are absent from their children's lives because they are chasing careers. And essentially what those SMSs were implying was that society would be a better place if mothers actually stayed at home and reared their kids. So today on the Forum at 8, we take a look at the issue of absent mothers. Escalating costs of living and single parenthood have led to many mothers having to leave their children at home with nannies, uh, relatives, neighbors. But is this a new phenomenon? This morning on the Forum at 8, we ask, what is the impact of a mother's absence on a child's life and joining us uh, for this discussion and she was with us last week for the gender agenda discussion as well Nomboniso Gasa who's a researcher analyst and public speaker on uh, gender politics leadership and cultural issues thanks for joining us once again Ms. Gasa good morning Sakina and good morning to the listeners and thank you for hosting this conversation and we also have with us uh, Jerry Gordon, who's director at Mothers Unite. Thanks for your time as well, Jerry. You're so welcome, and good morning to you too. Now, Nomonisa, let me start with you. Um, you obviously were part of the discussion last week when I read those messages about mothers and their role, and and, and people were actually saying that society is the way it is today. We have all these social ills because women are chasing careers and then we would be better off as a society if mothers stayed at home. And you wanted, you were chomping at the bit to respond to that. So here's your opportunity. Yes, I mean, thank you very much for for this opportunity. This is um, a rather shocking um, generalization that uh, people make. It is also very ahistorical. I do not recall any time, really, um, in, in, in the history of this country, especially for the majority of the people in this country, black women, where mothers, in fact, had an option to stay at home and look after their children. Uh, many of us, we had our mothers working as domestic workers. We had our mothers um, not only working as domestic workers, but actually working far from home. Um, so... That is because of necessity, and that necessity continues. But also I think it's important for for us to recognize the fact that mothers are not the only parents that children have. They are also fathers. It's also important for us to recognize that when somebody becomes a mother and a wife, they do not stop having their own ambition, and they do not stop having their own wishes to to self-express and to be who they are. So to say that, you know, advancing women in public uh, spaces, in the private sector, in politics, denies children of of, of proper mothering is to make an unfounded uh, assumption, which in fact is not borne out either by reality or by, um, by our history. Now, you say that, you know, there are two parents involved, which is a fact. But would you say that the two parents' roles are equal in terms of rearing a child? Well, um, they ought to be. They ought to be. 
and uh, but you know they are not um, for a whole range of reasons uh, which we talked about a little bit last week. But I think also what is important is is that we need to move away from the assumption that women who work are denying their children an opportunity to be with their mothers. I think what we need to look at is how do we structure society in such a way that children are given care, that children are looked after, that women are able to look after their children if they so choose, that those who want to go to work are able to do so without being made to feel guilty, and a whole range of things that can be done um, to address that. But first, I think we need to disabuse ourselves of this notion that women going out to, to, to work and, and to, to participate in professional activities, that it is a new phenomenon. It is not a new phenomenon. Jerry, what's your view on this? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at, uh, because we're covering or you're looking at career women, women that's going out to do some, uh, to, to follow their career and therefore um, their children are left um, occupied with, with others or with other activities and which has an implication that uh, children are neglected in a way, if one puts it that way. But I come from an aspect of community uh, involvement and I'm a community practitioner and I see that there's a different aspect to this, that the mother that's absent is not career-chasing women. It is more so mothers or women in the community that's either unemployed and they're not there for their kids. But when we look at, you know, the, 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 the women that's um, are looking at, at careers, it does have an implication. But I again want to also echo what the other um, guest is saying, that it is not just subjected to one person if we are talking about parents. Because as there's both the mother and the father, and, and they, they play, I do think, an equal role within the household if they are both working parents. And then if you look at the stats around, you know, what we are dealing with a nation, it, it, is, it makes for very interesting reading. Now, uh, last year, according to an old mutual savings and investment monitor a survey, oh, yeah. an incredible 53% of working mothers in South Africa were said to be single mothers. Now, surely that also has a huge impact on a woman's, you know, not just her ability, but, you know, uh, her choice to even stay at home. Does she even have that choice to make Nomboniso? Absolutely. You know, they, um, a lot of people don't have to make, don't, don't have that choice, don't have the means to make that choice. And, um, and a lot of people who make that choice and have other people looking after their children also have their choice, um, in fact, uh, based on the assumption that somebody else is going to look after the children. So there's always a woman somewhere, you know, who's going to look after the children, mm. whether it's a helper. So she also has her own family, or she would like to start her own family, and her children are not looked after because she's, she's looking after other people's children in order to make money. Um, so I think that the conversation around um, parenting and around women and their role in their children's lives and, and also in their own lives, actually, you know, and, and that kind of balance that we all seek to have cannot be held 
um, outside of the way in which society is structured, right? Because when people say, you know, uh, women leave their children, and I assume that they are only talking about a very small percentage, by the way, of South African women who are able to have, um, uh, you know, nannies to look after their children. So when people say that women leave their children with nannies, uh, they are, in fact, talking about a small percentage. But also, even so, those nannies are women, right? And and I think what we need to understand is this is a very, very interesting conversation in terms of understanding the very structure of society that we have in terms of understanding what Old Mutual is saying, is, is saying, but also the contribution of women um, in the country's economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so we can't cherry-pick. We can't choose one bit and, 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 leave, and, 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 and leave other things. The way in which society is, cost of living and all these things require that people earn income. And, 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 and those who have income actually make that income stretch for more than just their children. On top of that, you have the situation of single mothers. Some of them, very few of them actually have chosen consciously to be single mothers. Some of them started with the idea that they were going to have somebody else to co-parent with them, but also somebody else to be their partners in their lives. And, and, and they are not there. So when you are a single mother in particular, um, and, you, and you have a child or children to look after, you also have to make some decisions about how to make you know, your children survive, how to create a stable um, presence for your children, but also how to ensure that they can have what they need to have. They can go to school, you can pay for their fees and so on. So I think the conversation is very skewed because it looks at women and, and it says to them, this is what you are doing. You know? But it doesn't say, what is it that a patriarchal society does to put this weight on women? What is it that a society as unequal as it is um, does to people? The, 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 the people who are in communities, for example, who are not working, the mothers uh, who are not working, the women who are not working in communities, but who are not able to be present as, as mothers to their children, even though they are there, um, it is also not because necessarily uh, they have chosen to do that. There are a whole range of other social problems that are there. Women are depressed, you know, um, and that includes women who are in, 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 in upper-middle in upper class who are looking um, after their children, ostensibly drive SUVs um, and, 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 and do parenting, and that's all they do. But actually, when you look at their lives, they're actually very depressed. They live with, with husbands, some of them, who provide for them, but the majority of them provide are provided for, or, or you know, or the, the, the income is, belongs to both of them anyway. But there are also other things that they don't have in their lives. So also, they are, they are emotionally absent mm. in some form or the other. So this is a very complex conversation that we're having. And, and I think it's important that we go back and look at the kind of society that we have and the burden it continues to place on women. Now, mothers who are physically present but emotionally absent, and it touches on what you were saying earlier, um, uh, Jerry, and, and have you had opportunity to actually speak to some of um, these women in the community who are not working but who are also not taking care of their children at the same time? What do they say are the reasons for this? Well, there's, there's, there's lots of that's actually uh, that are factors because for one, um, 
we have to go back into history. Unfortunately, this is part of... of and we lost uh, Jerry Gordon there. We'll try and get her back. But we still have Nomboniso Gasa on the line, I hope. Nomboniso? Hello. Yes. Okay, Nomboniso still with us. And then and, and just, uh, you know, continuing on um, that track that you started blazing for us there, the burden is also escalating in terms of social pressures that are placed on us, especially, you know, post-democracy, because we have to be seen to be keeping up with the Mutsipis. And as such, you know, sometimes... You do find people who do not have to go out to work, but who choose to because we need to surround ourselves with all these material things at the expense, perhaps, of raising a well-balanced family. Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, um, you know, I, I don't think that when people become mothers, you know, um, they stop being, being um, other, you know, that other aspects of their being actually needs to shut down. You know, um, so I think that people need to work um, if they want to work, not only because they have to for the sake of income, but also for self-expression, for, for, for the ability to be who you are. And, and I think this notion of a mother as a continuously self-sacrificing and, um, and self-annihilating human being and in service of others is a problem because um, even then, you know, if, even if we were to say, okay, fine, that is the ideal. But when you sit at home and, and you, not, you know, you, you, you are not doing anything and suddenly your children um, have other things to do, they, they, they you know, they, they grow up. Mm. So what, what, what happens? You find a lot of women actually, they, they, they feel that their lives are empty. And you find a lot of women also feeling that, you know, get into a stage where they, they evaluate their lives and think that, well, they didn't do much with their lives and so on. So I think that, we, we, you know, we, we, we need to have an approach that says we want to build a society where people can do what they want to do, right? And if I want to work, if, I, if I'm ambitious, for example, and I want to go to work um, because I want to have a nice car and, and so on and so forth, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. But the question that we need to ask is how does our society look after its children? You know, how do families look after children, how do we ensure that we create an environment in which, you know, parents can be human beings and self-actualize, you know, and do what they want to do, you know, because they don't stop being human beings. Uh, and at the same time, they're able to balance that with um, the responsibility of, of, of mothering and being parents. And how do we ensure that they are not judged? Because all these conversations, one way or the other, end up being judgmental you know mm. you have sacrificed your children you know for the sake of your career you have you know this that that and the other and and all these things actually um are quite judgmental to women and and i think that what we need to do is to is to is, 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 is to look at the fundamental structuring of south african society and this is not just a south african thing it's a global thing and and say that women are women can be mothers you know, um, those who want to be, mm-hmm. they can be other things too. And and they can be mothers as well as other things, you know. And if you if, if we start from that point of departure, I think we'll arrive at different conclusions and we'll arrive at conclusions that do not present women as, as being, you know, uh, ambitious and, and as being wanting to do this, that and the other at the expense of their children.
And uh, this is what we are talking about this morning on the forum at eight. Uh, the question we are asking is, what is the impact of a mother's absence on a child's life? And as uh, Nombonisa was saying, you know, it is a very complex discussion, but would love to hear your views on it. Do you think that society would be better off if more mothers stayed at home and took care of uh, their children? Or do you agree with Nombonisa that, you know what, children have two parents and as such, that responsibility needs to be shared. Why should women have to be the ones making the sacrifices all the time? Why should they be the ones sacrificing their dreams of careers and uh, the like? So I'd love to hear from you. 891 That's the number to dial. You can also SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. I see we have Jerry back. Uh, Jerry, you were still telling us about, you know, some of the findings that uh, you came across. Yes. Absolutely. Sorry that I was cut off. But, you know, I am engaging with women all the time. And uh, 68% of the women, anecdotal evidence shows us that 68% of the women in the community, they are unemployed. And many of them, you know, have to look after their own children. But the issue here is that they are there, but they are not present. Because they are all fighting and most of them are fighting for survival within the communities itself, and lots of them stay in informal settlements. The reality is this, that we, some of the women or the mothers, they have three, four, five children, and they don't have the capacity to look after all of those children. As a matter of fact, a psychological spin on these women is that they find they they try and find other things that occupy them um not with you know trying to look after their children but it doesn't suffice so what happens is the children are left alone or the children are left to go to um to this person or that person and and it happens all the time of which it has got a huge implication for the children and given the the, 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 the the kind of status within the community, the children are left to the whim of people that they sometimes do not know. Mm. And for us, this is problematic, as I am director of an organization that um, looks at development of women, and also I have all the mothers, uh, at least 10 mothers working with me, um, constantly we find that the women, those that are working, they work very hard. And it is not just, and I agree with the other guest, it's not just the mother or the woman that should be um, pulling her weight and being there. It's also the father. Because we find that the mother plays both roles and having a job and fighting for survival. And it's a deadly combination because what motivates a woman besides her children? But for the ones that are absent, and I, and I have got these, and we've got some who are teenagers who are mothers, who they've chosen to go back to school, and good for them. But their children are reared by someone else, of which then they don't have the time for the kids. And we find that more and more, um, younger women are falling pregnant, are mothers, 
And the children is reared not by the actual mother. It's reared either by the grandmother or by an auntie in the community. And this is also what is problematic because we... Why, we why is it problematic, uh, Jerry? Because Nombonisa was saying earlier that this isn't something new. You know, mothers have always gone out to work as domestic workers or, or you know, wherever they would go. And children have always been reared by, um, you know, extended family members or other members of society. Yeah. The issue is that you would, as a mother, you would want to look after your child in a particular way. What we find is it's particularly where um, if, if you are being paid a, what, whatever amount, a little bit or whatever, to look after a child, we find that the children don't get that, that care that, you know, it is your child. It is because you're looking after someone else's child. The, the, the quality of care has certainly differed over the years because as a parent and you were home, as a mother and you were home, you would look after your child 24-7. You would be after your child, you know, um, and you'd be nurturing that child. But when you have someone in this day and age, and we find it in the community, okay, is that we have children that have behavioral problems. Okay, that's Jerry Gordon's view. She's a director at Mothers Unite. We also have with us Nobani Sokasa, analyst and uh, public speaker on gender politics, relations, uh, leaderships rather, and cultural issues. Uh, we're going to take uh, calls uh, when we come back from the news break, 0891-104-208. But I want to run through some of the uh, tweets that have come through in the meantime. Nolene Tahane says, Raising kids requires money, amongst other things. And if you're a single parent, you have to provide. M. Chobololo says, uh, you want to see the impact of absent mothers? Go to juvenile prisons. But as usual, people like Nomboniso Gasa will not concede that. Um Africa says, uh, some mothers are absent while they are busy with men and alcohol. And BZ Chiburi says, um, if I had a choice, I would rather have a mom than a dad. Even um, as a dad, I do think so for my kids as well. Mothers are absolutely essential. So those some of the comments coming through, as I said, we'll open the lines 0891-104-208. And uh, this morning we are asking you, what is the impact of a mother's absence on a child's life? Would we be better off as a society if more mothers stayed at home and, as uh, Jerry Gordon says, were taking care of their children themselves? And that's what I want to talk about. That's what we are talking about this morning and would love to hear from you. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Thanks for tuning in to the Forum Date this morning. And our question today is, what is the impact of a mother's absence on a child's life? Now, very interesting responses coming through before I go to the panel and to the lines. Tando MN says, absent mothers, children in this society are raised by women or proxy mothers. It's men who are absent. And uh, this one here is saying, uh, it's from Togozizi Shezi, who says, uh, we have seen successful top celeb women ending their careers to raise their kids. And um, I don't know if there's a question or something there, but let me run through some of the SMSs here. David Mtunzi in Mabato says, 
it cannot be an ideal situation for a child without a mother's caring love or upbringing to see the world the same way as God intended it to be. Joel in PE says, SK, please ask Nobonisa how she looks after her children. Another one says, working is not an issue here as a way of generating income. The issue is putting career before children. Many women balance the two quite well and most are extreme, most are extreme and absent. And then uh, this one from um, Mabanegazi in Mtata says, uh, Ms. Gasa is arguing from a feminist point of view, period. She's missing the point of the discussion, the impact of absent mothers in the upbringing of children. And then uh, Spiwo in KZN says, isn't this imbalance just part of life? Can we ever get a society where everything is fine, men and women raising kids with equal contribution? Mangaliso Ngobo in Parkland says, raising kids can never be the responsibility of mothers only. The absence of fathers too has a negative impact on the growth of our children. We would be committing an economic suicide if women were to stay at home. Granny in Pinetown says, Sakina, thanks for the topic. It's so close to my heart. For 34 years, I had a day job and a night job and I raised three boys without maintenance etc from my ex-husband and my boys who are now men are all professionals this one unsigned says don't buy what your guests are saying it makes a very big difference when a mother stays with the child rather than the father Margaret Arnold's in Eldorado Park says I have worked all my life and my kids are not problem kids. Terence and Kimberly says, gone are the days that mothers must stay at home. They must sustain themselves. And this one says, uh, less than one third of South African children have their fathers present in their homes. That is the issues. Mothers have to work as fathers are absent. So those some of the views. Nombonisa, before we go to the lines. Yes, I mean, look, the interesting thing here is that people are hell-bent to put the responsibility on mothering on women, right? Um, I am arguing that the notion of mothers being absent because they have to work or because they've chosen to work is not new. And I'm saying that if our mothers did not work, many of us would not be where we are today. I'm also saying that what we are applying here is one model of a family, which is the mother, the father, and and the single unit, um, uh, you know, family. It is not a real construction in South African society and in many other societies. Many of us, um, I had the privilege of growing up in a village, in a very, very poor rural village. Uh, almost everybody who saw me and saw that I was getting into trouble um, was able to intervene. So what we need to also understand is that there's a community, there's a larger community out there. What we don't have at the moment are supporting structures and supporting institutions for people who are working um, to ensure that they are not distressed by the fact that they have to leave their children. They are not distressed by the kinds of choices that they have to make and often are forced to make or, for that matter, want to make for their lives. Secondly, I think that the fact that women are working, um, whether it's chosen or whether it's because of necessity, does not necessarily mean that they've neglected their children. I think some of your, some of your tweets have said this thing very, very um, articulately. It is possible 
to have some kind of a balance. It is possible to come back from work and to catch up with your children. But there's something else that we keep avoiding. When has it ever happened in any society that women actually choose to stay at home, that they are able to be waiting and have their husbands provide for themselves. This is a very um, class-filed conversation. It's ba- your choices are based on means to begin with. And then on top of that, I'm arguing that many people do not have means to make those choices and that our role in society, the role of government, the role of, co- of community organizations and all of this thing, is to try and figure out how best do we raise South Africa's children. A lot of the children that are in juvenile, incidentally, are not there because their mothers. There's some of the kids that are in juvenile, the absent father problem, some of them have both parents actually being present. Other things in society happen. It is not only the family unit that, um, that, that, that influences children. So we need to have this conversation in a much more sophisticated way that actually looks at all these different angles. But if we've already taken the decision that children need their mothers and their mothers must be at home, then we're not going to be able to have a conversation. And unfortunately, we're also going to rob ourselves of a whole range of options that we could have in other countries. Take Scandinavia, for example. Children um, go to school and there is automatically a certain period where the state provides for aftercare. And what happens at aftercare is a whole range of other activities, including things that perhaps if the mother was there would be doing with the kids at home, those who are able to. So we can have a lot of creative ideas and a lot of creative ways of looking at how do we enable women to be part of the economy and, 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 and stop this consistent beating them down and making them feel guilty. I don't think that is necessary. Now, how do I raise my children? Um, actually, I don't have children. And you can draw whatever conclusion you want to draw from that. Um, I chose not to have children. Um, uh, and, and you can also draw other conclusions. that you have. But I have children in my life uh, that I, from time to time, look after. I have friends who know that they can come to me sometimes when I'm around and say, can you please double up for me? I'm not going to be around. That is the kind of family, that is the kind of raising of children that I know. So it, we don't have to be in a rural village to build these networks. We don't have to be in a, in a, in a, in a poor community to build these networks and have a granny. You can have your friends to help you out. Mm. There's also an assumption that is very problematic that women who look after the children, who are paid to look after children, um, cannot, can never look after them uh, properly. I'm very sorry. Um, that is not borne out by history. My grandmother was a domestic worker for 40-plus years. The children that she raised in the home where she worked were almost like her children. In fact, they were closer to her. She had a more intimate relationship than she did with her own children because she saw them. At some point, they stopped being employers' children. They became children, like anybody else's children. So the notion of a biological mother as the only person who is able 
to to, 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 to parents and, 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 and to provide for the children is also um, a, a fantasy that, um, that we continue to have, but it's actually not borne out by mm. what we know and, and what we have seen. We must also okay. understand that finally women contribute a substantial portion of the economy, I mean, to the economy in this country and in the whole world, that is unacknowledged. And that is whether women work or not work uh, and stay at home to free their husbands or whatever. But their contribution to the national um, GDP is unacknowledged. So when we are saying that uh, mothers must stay at home, we also need to think about what are we saying about, about the economy? What are we saying about how these children are going to be uh, provided for? But also what are we saying about mothers? who are human beings, who want to be um, other things in their lives. And, and it's a conversation that I really think it's very complicated, but it's a complex conversation that is absolutely necessary. All right. Jerry? Thank you very much. It, it is very complex, given the, 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 the topic that one is talking about, because it's very lopsided, um, and, and I expected that, you know, uh, the, the kind of comments that the, the, the listeners are giving and the tweets that you're getting because you you cannot have this conversation in isolation in terms of where you have what's the impact of of, of um, uh, women following their career at the expense of their children, particularly women, because we're now isolating and putting you know only a certain gender in a box. That was yes. deliberate. That was actually a deliberate yes. choice. Yes, no, no, absolutely. And there there are various implications. Like like I said, because in the communities, this is the reality, is that, and, and I think one of your listeners had indicated that it is about money, it's a survival, survival in the community. The fact that mothers don't have a choice, some of them don't have a choice. Most of them don't have a choice, they have to go out because there's the absent father, there's the absent man in their life, or the, the father to the kids. So they have to go out, and it's not only one child. It's probably about four or five children. So now you have uh, this dilemma where you have your, your work that you must consider because you need to get an income. If you don't get an income, you have to be subjected and dependent on the state grants. And that has another implication. And women often, because they can't get a job, now they have to depend on uh, the state grants. And to apply for the state grant, women now need to, or the mothers need to leave their children with someone. And this could go on maybe for a couple of days because the system is also not so cool. The system does not allow them to actually finish off um, their, their inquiry or, or their application in one day, in a few hours. They have to go back and back and back. And these are all the implications in terms of when we look at what happens when a mother is absent. Okay. These are some of, these are some of the real realities that women face. And, and the men are nowhere to be found. 
Yeah, yeah, we, we, we are not, uh, you know, uh, disagreeing uh, about the role that men have to play in bringing up their children, but we specifically isolated women for this discussion because it came off a discussion that we had previously about the gender agenda, and that's how we arrived at this point. But I want to go to the lines now, 891 and um, the question we are asking this morning is, what is the impact of a mother's absence on a child's life? Is it more um, impactful? Is it more severe not having a mother to bring up her child than having a father? Or is it that we should have both? Uh, Mamelo Tiane says, every child needs a father and a mother for a healthy upbringing. Anything less is not ideal and very hard. But let's go to the lines. Sichaba and Sirius, good morning and thanks for your patience this morning. Hi, good morning, SK. Thank you for having me. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you about my personal experience. I was raised by a single mother. Uh, my mom needed to work because my dad was never there, and she had, she had to raise three kids by her own. But today, I mean, I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm educated. She raised me well. Um, getting that from, from the neighbors around in our area. So I, I, I don't think we must blame mothers because sometimes or most times they are forced to, to, to go and work. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, thank you so much, Chaba. Bashir in Indonesia, good morning. Uh, you're speaking to me? Yes, I am speaking to you. You're live on the radio, Bashir. Oh, no, thanks a lot. I appreciate for going through. First of all, I want to raise one key issue, which is a, a human factor. My observation is that both mothers and fathers, whether kids are growing within the family or in a single parent, my observation over time, is that the way that parent or parents speak to their kids is very uh, horrible. Sometimes a parent speaks to a child as if it's an animal or does not even exist or not even her or his own child. And that particular kind of language, to me, it resonates from the upbringing or perhaps the social challenges. But if we can, we, we can just invest a lot of time of reading parenthood in our young people that can add a a huge value to their lives in future because i do not believe they know how to handle a child some of them are very young into their marriage life or having kids very young and that has a negative impact in the upbringing of this particular kid Sometimes even a parent loses temper to his or her own child mm-hmm. and begins to speak very horribly. I've seen this particular incident so many times and talking to my friends. What kind of parenthood are we observing today? And I strongly believe that both community and government must do something because some of these things could be a question of neglect, or could be a question of revenge on a child, whether a child is still young, under age, or uh, reaching that majority age, but the, the 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 way of talking to a child must reflect a clear responsibility from parenthood, and that's where my biggest worry is in terms of our our keeping of our kids okay. well. Thank you so much for that. Uh, let's go to Noma in Joba. Good morning, Noma. Uh, good morning. Um, I just wanted to uh, two quick points. One to Jerry. This isn't about money. Um, From what she said, basically she would reduce women 
to being dependent financially on men, not just for themselves but for their children, which is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Women have to be able to be who they are. If a man is a teacher today and a baby is born, he remains a teacher tomorrow. A woman is a teacher today, but by her idea, my, uh, the, the woman then has to take on this new persona of mother. And I have to say, as a mother of, of, a, 30, of a magnificent 35-year-old woman, I would be very hard pushed to tell you what a mother is. I don't understand the concept. There is nothing in born in me that is different from a man. I, I had to learn what it meant to look after a baby just as he did. And I see, and, and I, I think her, her, her whole ideas take us backwards, take women out of the workplace and take women out of being who they are and reduce them to dependency. I don't want to be dependent on a man. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Norma in Johannesburg. Uh, Pepe Lane Soweto, good morning. Morning, Sakina. Um, I'm a mental health care practitioner and I work with children. And so we see quite a lot of um, cases where there is neglect. And I do think, though, I agree with um, Nambanis and some of the, um, the callers that it is not about mothers taking care of kiddies, but I think it's the whole system, the whole family unit, the whole community, and how everyone plays a role. Uh, because it's beyond just the physical needs of the child, but it's the psychological and emotional needs. And that can be provided by any consistent caregiver. That can be granny, that can be friend, that can be domestic worker, that can even be dad. It's just that there is someone who is mindful about the child's needs beyond the physical needs, the psychological needs, the emotional needs, and offers that consistent structure. Because when that is not there, what we see in our unit is hectic. I mean, it's, it's just beyond, it's painful. It's painful to see a child who has not been able, who hasn't been given that consistent love um, for whatever reason. And it's, it's not because of mother was not there. Because mom can be there, but mom can be preoccupied with many other things. Mm. It's beyond just the physical presence of a mother, but it is a person, and that can be anyone, a mother, who is psychologically there, physically there, emotionally there for the child's emotional needs. And it starts early on. So even during pregnancy, it is who is there to support this mother in carrying, carrying this child. So it's it's not just about women being there not working, but it is about the whole system and community supporting the raising of this child and supporting that these needs of the baby are met even from early on. So I think also we should move away from the someone is there caring for the baby because it looks like it's limited to just physical needs, but it is beyond those and it is more than that. And it's quite sad, maybe there should be a show on what happens when that is not there, when the community fails a baby from early on, from pregnancy, and what that looks like as they grow older. Indeed. Thank you so much, uh, Pepile. Let me read some of the messages coming through. Facebook messages. Uh, Boitumelo Arnold Lukang says, A mother's absence is worse than a father's absence since, a, since it is tantamount to abandonment. It is actually a horrific experience and very callous indeed. This kind of behavior is the one that serial killers, murderers, rapists and abusers uh, uh, come to because they have never been loved as children. Therefore, they have 
no regard for human life. Whoa. And Jamal says, I prefer having a mother than vice versa. A mother can play both roles. A father either drops you off by his relatives and goes on with his life. On the other hand, a mother will always try to be as close to you as she can. And uh, then we also have a few tweets that I want to run through. Um, Stembi Somkize says, conditions today demand that mothers go to work. There's no scientific proof that says a kid can't bond with a working mother. Mags Naidu says, I raised my children as a single parent. They turned out okay. Not sure why single parenting is considered a big deal. Uh, Black Voice EFF says, uh, your panel lacks a man. The truth is lack of parenting is damaging to our society. Parenting, not a mother. And Umtoko Zizi Pengu says, a child can never learn family values from a nanny. But thanks to globalization, uh, that is uh, demanding women to work so hard. And I see someone responded to that asking, does that mean that nannies don't have a good value system? Well, uh, let's go to our panel. Uh, Jerry, let me start with you. Your response to what Norma was raising? Yes, I, I don't think that I had indicated that women must be dependent on men for or men for, for, for their financial needs. I'm just saying that both need to um, need to contribute. But I, I am saying that this is the very point, is that women, they have to fight their way through. You know, when we're talking about uh, absent mothers, they have to fight their way through in terms of getting the various things for their kids. And I acknowledge all the other things in terms of the emotional kind of support that the kids need, the stimulation that the kids need. And that is important because we, on the other hand, um, play that role as an, as, as, as an organization that, that's filled with mothers. Because mm. we, have to, we play the nurturing part for the kids, other people's kids. We play the, 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 the mother's to the kids, and we can see, and what what we hear from the kids as well, we can see the change, you know. And and like I say, from sixty eight percent of the women are unemployed, so the absence of some of those women in their very homes, because they they go from place to place, they go to their friends, they occupy themselves with other activities, of which the children are neglected. Okay. So where do the kids go? So we have the catchment of many of those kids. And just by working with these kids, you can hear from them. You can see you know, them reaching out to the mothers. All right. Tell you what, uh, Jerry, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll actually wrap this up. Uh, Got your response there. Uh, Norma, not sure whether you are sufficiently answered, but uh, we got a response there for you. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Well, just as things start to heat up, unfortunately, we are out of time. And uh, th- unfortunately, just 30 seconds, Nomani Sogasa, for you to wrap up this discussion for us. Um, I think that uh, the, the person who sent a tweet, I think Max Nigel, um, who talked about being a single dad and raising children, I think actually uh, made a very important point. I think we need to have a conversation about what parenting is. And the other caller also talked about how parents talk to their children but also how do we talk about, about, about parents and how do we talk about women and how do we talk about men. I think that is a, a, a massive implication in terms of the kind of children that um, are becoming adults today. I, I, I do believe 
that what we want is a very balanced society. It can never be completely balanced. And I think that uh, we need to be very, very careful that we do not impose our own values on somebody else. Um, it's mm-hmm. very important for us to understand that there are other institutions that can play a role. And I think that Norma, who raised issues around particularly um, um, emotional health and, and all these kinds of things, yes. are things that we need to talk about. We live in a society where women feel guilty to even suffer from postnatal depression. So, um, you know, our whole approach to, to parenting and, and motherhood um, is... is, is it leaves a lot to be desired and yeah, I think we absolutely. need to be very very careful that we do not put unnecessarily pressure on women um, who are already many of whom are already conflicted for one reason or the other because of the choices they have to make thank you well you know so many issues have been raised this morning and it's by no means the end of this discussion about parenting and how we parent as a society and the impact that this is having on the children that we are raising Susie for example says that I think one should ask why do women um, why do the women that want to work have children I mean whoa you know uh, are the two mutually exclusive that becomes the question but so many other issues raised around this to our guest this morning Nomboni Sogasa and Jerry Gordon, thank you so much for your time. And to you, our listeners, as always, for your fantastic participation and the production team, thanks for making sure it went out loud and clear. It's minute after nine. Time for news with Vibakshini Chetty. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.